Browns, Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. And proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. Winter is beginning, and plenty of birds are making Rhode Island their winter home. Come with us on some of our free year-round walks that are listed on our website, www.oceanstatebirdclub.org. And follow us on Facebook, or become a member and stay up to date with our quarterly newsletter, Ocean State Bird Club. Good morning. Welcome to our latest Talking Bird show. And this morning we have... Uh, that's right, our show, number 707. It's also our pre-holiday, pre-Christmas show here live on the 23rd of December. And for this, our pre-Christmas program, we're going to feature a little interview segment about plants that invite birds for the holidays. More about that in a moment or two. Well, believe it or not, there's some good news this week from the U.S. Congress. Yes, the new farm bill passed by Congress last week is getting some good initial reviews from conservation leaders. For example, National Audubon Chief Conservation Officer David O'Neill is quoted as saying, This farm bill is a huge win for birds and it gives us real tools to work together on clean water and places birds need while increasing productivity for farmers and ranchers across the country. He goes on to say, we are still reading the fine print, but it looks like this bill gives birds a lot to celebrate. It elevates support for water conservation for the benefit of birds and people, and it keeps promises to American families by preserving nutrition programs. Excuse me, good news at first glance, at least, from Congress in Washington. Meanwhile, Christmas bird counts continue all over the Western Hemisphere, providing great outings for participants and important data for bird population trend studies. Here's a tiny sample of some of the results we've seen, courtesy of the Birding Wire. The 34th Annual San Bernard National Wildlife Refuge, CBC, in coastal Texas, was held on Friday, December 14th, and racked up a preliminary total of 183 species despite 20-mile-per-hour winds and flooding due to recent rains. On the 15th, the Bemidji, Minnesota Christmas bird count netted 43 species, including a boreal chickadee, a Canada jay, and pied-billed grebes on the Mississippi River in downtown Bemidji. Also on the 15th, the San Diego Christmas bird count with 150 participants recorded 216 species, including some pretty amazing birds. First for the count, Little Stint and Buller's Shearwater, along with thick-billed kingbird and a couple of scissor-tailed flycatchers. And down in Florida, the 86th St. Petersburg CBC was held on the 15th and produced 154 species. And among what were described as the best birds were 23 black-bellied whistling ducks, a northern pintail, 50-plus black scoters, a purple gallinule, and three painted Buntings. A little sample of some of the results from a few of the hundreds of Christmas bird counts this year. These counts are really valuable in helping to provide data through National Audubon on just how birds are doing at this point in time. The CBC continues through January 5th, by the way. More info is available at audubon.org. 
That is our mystery bird, and this is a preview of our mystery bird contest. We have uh, some wonderful prizes and even a, a really special kind of a Christmas bonus prize today. We'll have some details about that, but a little detail on the bird. It's a large wader with a white body, long black legs, black feet, and a long, stout, straight bill. Our bird can be found in many kinds of wetlands where it feeds on fish, invertebrates, amphibians, reptiles, small mammals, and sometimes other birds. That's our mystery bird, and that's a preview. We'll give the signal to call in a little bit uh, later on in this morning's show. Uh, now, if we could, uh, a little... A little... Where is our, our little story music? Here it is. Dear Talking Birds listeners, can you tell us a story? We'd love to post it on our website. Your story about birding adventures, discoveries, favorite birds, favorite places to look for birds, the spark bird that got you interested in bird watching, or just about anything else having to do with wild birds. To contribute a story, just visit our website, talkingbirds.com, go to contact up at the top of the page, and choose Send Us Your Story. You'll see the easy instructions there on how to send it, and we'll post it on our site. Once again, visit our website, talkinbirds.com, no G in talking. Go to contact up at the top of the page and choose Send Us Your Story. We'll be watching for it. And we have a great listener piece this week from Dave Titterington out in the same state as our interview guest this morning, the great state of Nebraska. Dave's piece is called The Natural Christmas Tree. It has some pretty cool info on giving your tree a second life in the backyard after the holidays, along with tips on natural decorations for the tree that birds will appreciate after you return the tree to the outdoors. You can check out the listener blog under the blogs button at the top of our website homepage. That's TalkingBirds.com. Well, it's a good time of year to be thankful for things we have, and among our favorite things around here are not things at all. They're great people instead. They are Talking Birds ambassadors, Talking Birds listeners who volunteer to help spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation by handing out info cards that we send them, handing them out to their friends and neighbors and co-workers. And this week, we're thankful for new Talking Birds ambassadors, Robin R. in Brunswick, Maine. She says, I run a Facebook birding group called Maine Birds. It's education and info sharing based. And listen to this. She says, there are more than 19,400 members and growing. We'll put something on our Facebook page about this. But in the meantime, you can look up Maine Birds. And we thank Bruce Murphy from Hilliardton, Ontario, Canada, who found our podcast recently and has been telling his friends about it. And he has his own podcast called Bird Banter with Boreal Bruce, which is about bird banding in the boreal forest in northeastern Canada. And we'll put something on our Facebook page on that. But meantime, you can look up that podcast easily. It's Bird Banter with Boreal Bruce. Thank you so much, Bruce. Talking Birds listeners, if you'd like to join Bruce and Robin as a Talking Birds ambassador, and we certainly hope you will, just click on the contact button at TalkingBirds.com. 
and choose the Become an Ambassador option. Still to come on our show today, plants that invite birds for the holidays. We'll learn something about that when we welcome plant expert Justin Everettson from the Nebraska State Arboretum. And in a spot maybe 1,800 miles east of Nebraska, we'll catch up with our man Mike O'Connor for our Let's Ask Mike segment, who has some something perfect for today. Very, very um, apropos of the late season here, last-minute holiday gifts. And up next, a gentle bird with whistling wings and a mournful call is today's featured feathered friend, presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Today's featured feathered friend is one of the gentlest birds you'll see or hear. Its countenance and colors are soft, and so is its sound, even though many people think they hear an owl when our friend is calling. But this most docile and harmless of birds is the legal target of hunters in 39 U.S. states, partly because it continues to be one of the most abundant birds in North America, even as 41 million of them are harvested annually. It's said that if you take a trip all across North America, you'll see this bird more than any other, especially thanks to its tendency to perch on telephone wires along the highway. Our featured feathered friend's laid-back lifestyle seems to extend to its nest building, too. The nest is a casually thrown-together-looking affair, made mostly from sticks, which the male gives to the female as she weaves the nest. And maybe the reason the nest looks so haphazardly made is that the male provides the nesting material while standing on the female's back. Our featured feathered friend is the morning dove. Morning Dove, that's morning with a U, our featured feathered friend here at Hawkin' Birds. Welcome again to our show number 707, our pre-holiday, pre-Christmas show here live on the 23rd of December. And speaking of live, if you haven't heard our show live, you can do so wherever you are if you have an internet connection. Easiest way probably to do it, just go to TalkinBirds.com. No G in talking. You see a how to listen button at the top of the page, and you can hear our show live from just about anywhere. Well, Justin Evertson is the Green Infrastructure Coordinator with the Nebraska State Arboretum in the capital city of Lincoln, and he's the author of a piece called Plants That Invite Birds for the Holidays that appeared in a recent edition of the magazine Inspired Living Omaha. And he joins us now to talk about what he wrote in that piece and maybe some other things. Good morning, Justin. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Well, you're very welcome. It's a kind of a big Nebraska day here today, so we're happy about that. All Get, right. Getting the Cornhusker State going here. I yeah, good. <laughs> I want to ask you about the Arboretum and why it's so important there, Justin. But first, let's talk about your article, Plants That Invite Birds for the Holidays. What are these plants of which you speak? Well, we uh, out here in prairie country, we're kind of on the edge of the woods and we're a grassland agricultural part of the world, of course. So we think in terms of mixed habitat. And so uh, 
you know, in a nutshell, we say, hey, people, if you plant a diversity in your own yard, you're going to get a wide diversity of birds. Mm-hmm. And we often think, so it's maybe not specific plants, although that's part of it. We think kind of broadly, so you might want a layered landscape with canopy trees, mid-level trees and shrubs, and then ground cover plants, which could be anything from prairie plants to uh, shade-tolerant uh, forest plants, too. So that's kind of the, the gist of it. Mm-hmm. You talked about this with me earlier, kind of a wildness trend when you describe that layered approach. So you're really kind of appealing to different kinds of birds when you do that, right? Yeah, right on. We, um, uh, I'm sure It's this way all across the country, but especially so out here where we're at. And uh, Lincoln and eastern Nebraska was in the heart of the tall grass prairie at the time of settlement. And that prairie is gone. 99% of it's gone now. It's mm. been turned into farmland and community. And so how can we uh, reinterpret our own personal landscapes to be better sustaining for a wide variety of wildlife, in, including birds? That's, and we think one of the best places to do that is right in our own communities, in our yards and in our parks and our school grounds and places mm. like that. So carve out a little... What I always tell people is, hey, you've got maybe a quarter acre of a yard, carve out a corner of it. You can just let it be kind of wild, and it's a good way to be lazy about the landscape. But, boy, the birds and the other creatures are going to love you for it. Some of the plants you describe uh, might be especially good for your part of the country, Justin, but is it fair to say that there are many bird-friendly trees and shrubs that work in a lot of different places around the country? Yes, very much so. And here where we're at uh, in the Lincoln area, we are on the western edge of what we just kind of call the eastern U.S. hardwood forest biome. And so we use a lot of the same plants that uh, you would use uh, on the eastern side of the U.S. And so things like chokeberry and serviceberry, almost anything that produces a berry-like fruit is a real good idea. Crab apples, a lot of those fruits are hanging on late here in the season and through the winter. So they're going to feed a lot of birds. Like right now here in eastern Nebraska, we don't have snow cover. So the birds are out really working hard at some of these berries and things. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be back to our feeders, you know, a little later probably. But, yeah, a wide mix of things. So but when you talk about berries, so important for birds. But what about invasive plants? A lot of these have berries, too. And it seems as though we're yeah. learning that even though they have berries, these berries don't have uh, the fat content, for example, as a lot of our native plants do, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm sure you have the same problem we do. We mm-hmm. have honeysuckle and autumn olive that are really going crazy in our natural areas, and they're non-native plants. And so birds sure do eat a lot of those berries, but they're not nearly as um, fat-laden or nutritious as our natives, like mm-hmm. uh, chokeberry I mentioned and raspberry. Elderberry is a great one around here. Uh, the choke cherry, the uh, American plum, and then of course crab apples and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, how do people? How do people kind of uh, avoid getting these invasive plants? If they go to their local garden store, are they going to know that the plant they might get is a, a native plant or not? That's a really good question, and so uh, I think if you're doing that for bird habitat, definitely do a little research ahead of time. And almost anywhere you're at, somebody, a local Audubon chapter or somebody has some done, done some good work on the kind of plants to go get from the nursery. And then when you go to the nursery, ask for those plants. 
I know here in, in Nebraska, we've got a pretty good group of green industry people who are paying attention, and they're uh, not selling the really horrible invasives anymore. So mm-hmm. I hope it's that way out your way, too. I hope it is as well. I know there are certainly many places that are much more aware of this than they used to be not not very long ago. Well, this is not exactly a planting season, uh, Justin, but there are things we can do right now nonetheless, right? Yeah, you bet. And in fact, <laughs> we'll, uh, here in our part of the world, if the ground isn't frozen, we'll be planting trees. I, I was planting a tree just the other day because the ground's not frozen. And so trees that I think of that are really great for hosting insects, like our native oaks or maples, hickory, hackberry, things like that, we could be planting them right now and at least enjoying them this time of year. So, uh, And then for us, we use a lot of prairie plants, and so if you have, like, tall grasses providing cover in your backyard and then mixed with things like sunflowers, basilphium, prairie dock, stuff like that, joe pieweed, ironweed, mm-hmm. leave those up this time of year. Enjoy. You know, they don't look as colorful as they do in the summer, but, boy, they're providing good habitat. And I can look out my window right now and uh, see a goldfinch feeding on a purple cone flower. Mm. So that's a really good thing to leave those plants up and enjoy them this time of year. All right. Well, you've talked about how important the arboretum is in terms of uh, getting those plants and uh, shrubs and trees, and you've lost so much due to agriculture and community, as you say. But uh, before we go, Justin, give us a little plug about why Nebraska is such a great place for birds and birding. Yeah, it's really interesting. Most people just fly over or drive through Nebraska in a hurry, and I sure get that because it's long and wide. But <laughs> we've got a great variety of birds. and in, So if you drove a few hours from the Lincoln area to western Nebraska, you would see eastern species and then their correlates. Um, so, you know, just about anything we have in the east, like a scarlet tanager, then we could see a western tanager in the west. Um, you know, the uh, kingbirds, we'll have the eastern kingbird here and then the western kingbird in the west. We might even see a rock wren out in my home country of Kimball County and then the Carolina wren out here in, in eastern Nebraska. And then we have a lot of birds that migrate through. If anybody's ever been able to see the spectacle of the sandhill cranes out on the Platte River in March, that's pretty fabulous. So, Yep, we're flyover country, but uh, a lot of birds like to come through, too. So Yes, indeed. Well, I happen to be lucky enough to see that great sandhill crane spectacle there in the Platte River uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, it is something uh, everybody should see if they get a chance to. It's, it's something, something quite spectacular indeed. Yes, right on. Justin Everton is the Green Infrastructure Coordinator with the Nebraska State Arboretum. You can find a link to his Inspired Living Omaha magazine on our Facebook page. We'll have it up there today. Uh, Justin, thank you so much uh, for being with us, and I hope we'll talk again soon. Yes, happy holidays, everyone. And we have the Mystery Bird Contest here on Talking Birds coming up in just one minute. <laughs> Tanzania. Tanzania hosts more than a thousand bird species, and on safari with Nasera Safaris, you'll see the birds and the big five. The lion, leopard, elephant, rhino, and cape buffalo. That's Nasera Safaris founder and guide, Joseph Dunguru. And Nasera Safaris provides more, says co-founder David Clapp. 
We offer customized safaris and mountain climbing adventures in Tanzania, Kenya, and Uganda, and gorilla trekking in both Uganda and Rwanda. Going on safari in Africa is an unforgettable experience, and there's no better way to do it than with Nasera Safaris. See their website for details, nasera-safaris.com. N-A-S-E-R-A, Nasera Safaris. Here's the sound of our mystery bird. I think you could say this is a bird that looks better than it sounds. It's a beautiful bird. A large wader with a white body, long black legs, black feet, and a long, stout, straight bill. Found in many kinds of wetlands where it feeds on fish, invertebrates, amphibians, reptiles, small mammals, and sometimes other birds. By the way, we have uh, not only uh, the prizes we've been giving away for a while here, um, from Droll Yankees, a beautiful bottoms-up finch feeder uh, today. Not very hospitable for house sparrows, for example, but great for other birds that you like to see at your feeder, like goldfinches and chickadees and nuthatches and pine siskins and lots more. So that's one of our prizes. The other prize, a download to your iOS device or online access to... The LarkWire app, the app that makes learning bird sounds a game. And today is kind of a holiday gift to one Talking Birds listener, kind of a little Christmas present here on our Mystery Bird Contest here on our pre-Christmas show. We have a wonderful little book. It's a little hardcover book. It's the Peterson Guide to Bird Identification in 12 Steps. It's a hardcover, but just about the size of a field guide. You could actually take this out into the field with you, or certainly great to read at home. Listen to a couple of things that some birding experts say about this. The great Pete Dunn says, The birding equivalent of having Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking teach you how to count, add, subtract, multiply, and comprehend quantum mechanics. Bird watchers at every skill level will garner insights from this book. And the great Ken Kaufman says, I guarantee this book will improve your skills in the field. I've gotten so many rave reviews about this book, so we're happy to make this a little extra bonus prize on our Mystery Bird contest this morning. I maybe should give the phone number, which is 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. Tell us what that bird is or take your guess. No correct answer means it's a drawing will determine our winner, 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, Mike O'Connor has some pretty good ideas for us on our Let's Ask Mike Live segment in just one minute. Talking Birds, we're for the birds. And we want to say thanks to another Talking Birds ambassador who's helping to spread the word about birds and conservation. My name is Michael Waddell, and I'm calling from Marshfield, Massachusetts. I like the format of Talking Birds because it's a mixture of information, both scientific and everyday. Ray feels so welcoming, and the show feels welcoming that it just feels like you have a friend in Birdland. Talkin' Birds listeners, we hope you'll become a Talkin' Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, TalkinBirds.com. Click on the contact button and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. We'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors. That's the contact button at TalkinBirds.com. And thanks. Mike O'Connor is the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, beautiful Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And he is here with us right now on the 23rd of December. 
It's last minute time. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Ray. I like that last reading. Friend in Birdland. I like that. I like that. That's a nice sound. To yeah, that's our friend uh, Michael Waddell. He's right here in in our home hometown uh, radio uh, land of uh, Mar- Marshfield, Mass. And he's got yeah. a, a, a good first name, so I like everything about that. The guy. first name is good. Yeah, I thought you would like that. <laughs> Just for you. Just for me. So anything... Last-minute shopping we got, you know, you people like, you know, you you buy everybody, all your close friends and family stuff, but there's always a fringe, like an aunt who you've known over the years, or a brother-in-law you don't see that much (laughs) out there in Baton Rouge or Duluth someplace, and (laughs) and these people don't need any more fruit or knickknacks. I know this is odd coming from a retailer, but sometimes (laughs) they don't need any more stuff. But you want to acknowledge them, you want to show your appreciation, you're still thinking of them. And I mentioned this last year, but just give them a donation in their name or send a donation in their name to an organization you think they would support. Um, whether it uh, a wildlife organization, whether it be you know National Audubon or Sierra Club or one of those big names um, or Greenpeace, but it could be also something local. Look up something in their area like a local land bank or a conservation trust and then just make a donation in their name not only does the environment um benefit but they feel good about the present and they don't have to stick something else up on the shelf and also you know it's a it's a tax deduction so how about that so it's kind of like a you know if you buy them uh you know, a sweater that you can't deduct that. You know, so you, but you can on these donations, or most of them anyway. So I would look look into that, and, and you can do it. You don't even have to go shopping and deal with the crowded traffic. Just do it from the phone and or from your iPad and put a donation in their name, and I think they'd appreciate that. Yeah, and that last minute thing is the best of all. I like that the best. <laughs> the pressure is on. <laughs> Thank Happy you, Mike. Christmas. Happy Christmas to you. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mike O'Connor down there at the Birdwatchers General Store. For over a quarter century, Birdwatching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Regular contributors include expert birders and authors such as Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and others. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. And we're back here the Mystery Bird Contest, trying to identify this mystery bird. A large wader with a white body, long black legs, black feet, and a long, stout, straight bill, found in many kinds of wetlands where it feeds on fish, invertebrates, amphibians, reptiles, small mammals, and sometimes other birds. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. We have the beautiful Droll Yankees feeder. We have the uh, app from LarkWire to learn bird sounds as a game. And this really special holiday bonus prize, and it really is special. It's the Peterson Guide to Bird Identification in 12 Steps. It's a little hardcover book that's getting really, really rave reviews. So we're happy to be able to have this as our prize. And we go to Laura, who's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Good morning, Laura. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to hear from you from beautiful Charlotte. I have been through there. That is a beautiful, beautiful city. And we're on the mystery bird contest, and we have you from there. And what do you think our mystery bird is? A uh, wood stork. A wood stork. Let me uh, let me check. Not a wood stork. I can see well, where you're coming from with that, but not exactly what we were looking for there. But if nobody gets the right answer, Laura, you could still be a winner, so don't give up. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
Thank you, Laura. Down in Charlotte, North Carolina, 781-837-4900. Meanwhile, much closer to home, our home base here. It's Rich in Middleborough, Massachusetts. Good morning, Rich. Morning, Ray. Nice Good. to talk to you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you, Rich. You just heard uh, a guest for a Woodstock there by uh, Laura. Uh, not exactly what we were looking for. What, what do you say? Uh, I'm going to try uh, Great Egret. Let's see how the that only, works out. The uh, only one with black feet. Only one with the black legs and the black feet, right? Unlike yeah. the snowy the snowy egret, anyway, that has the famously uh, bright yellow feet. Right. Yeah. yeah. That audience is really loud today, it seems. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> they're enthusiastic about the holiday and uh, you're our winner congratulations Rich we'll right, send you the you, uh, that drilled Yankees feeder the Larkwire app code and that beautiful Peterson guide to bird identification alright fantastic thank you so much thank you Rich really enjoy the show well that's very kind thank you and we hope you'll uh, join us too and we'll hope you enjoy the show next time because we'll be back again a week from now thanks to Mark Deffield Debbie Bleacher and our engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com, by Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee birdsandbeans.com and proudly sponsored by Ocean State Bird Club. Winter is beginning and plenty of birds are making Rhode Island their winter home. Come with us on some of our free year-round walks that are listed on our website www.oceanstatebirdclub.org and follow us on Facebook or become a member and stay up to date with our quarterly newsletter Ocean State Bird Club.